Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your dungeon master for this D&D adventure. Joining me today, we have... Daniel, playing Chet Fleek. Kayhall, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin. I'm Waffle, and I play Tarajax Heiko. Who wants to give us a refresher on what happened last time? We got birds. Trouble in the era Cochrane City. Oh, that's much better. From deep below, <laughs> rock monsters loom above, threatening to drag all down into the dark abyss. Only one group of heroes can stand against this terrible terrestrial threat. The crew of Teliferous. How long did you work on that? I, that was off the top of my head. <laughs> right. What you guys sure. need to understand is that. that Waffle is and has always been the reincarnation of Walter Cronkite. <laughs> <laughs> Will our heroes be able to stop this avalanche of catastrophe, or will they swept away like the cliffsides? Find out in today's exciting adventure. That's definitely more of like the Dragon um, Ball Z recap. <laughs> as done you by know, Walter that's... Cronkite. <laughs> I still I can't argue with anything that was said there. That, that's very accurate of what happened last so, um, We are currently aboard Teliferous in the Eric Cochran homelands, and their We're leader... About has just landed, and he's about to go, Ched, my son, you've returned to us. We're, gonna, we're all going to be like, oh, whoa! <laughs> We've established uh, several times over yeah, now that, that Ched is not like the Chet lost Leak. prince of the Aarakocra. you keep saying that, but, like, what a great reveal. <laughs> it's going to be like, ah, oh, we haven't seen Ched since he fled for tax evasion five years ago. <laughs> Ched's only three years old. <laughs> exactly. That's how he evaded taxes. <laughs> I I haven't seen his birth certificate. That's fortunate because Eric Cochran don't have birth certificates. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why tax evasion is so rampant. Wait, so then how come how come they just like pulled up his name out of nowhere when we ran into them last time? Because there's like three hundred the of them case total. Of tax evasion oh, okay. All right. that ever escaped the Justicier's talons. So, so there's so few uh, of them that they don't need birth certificates. They just all remember. Yeah, there's uh, the population of Cloudtop fluctuates between like four to five hundred. Okay. There are very, very few Aarakocra. It's like if you don't sure. know, you just ask the nearest person, and they'll know. It's yeah. like a big high school class. Exactly. Except, Speak for yourself. My high school class had ninety people in it. That's one why of I said my big high school class. One of my <laughs> lab mates, uh, his high school class was twelve. <laughs> yeah, you're gone. He grew up Did in rural in Missouri. <laughs> okay, yeah, that that checks. Anyway, so uh, Mr. Elder Z, I forgot his name already. Zeka Creel. Yes. Yes. So Zeka Creel has has greeted you, and I know this because I literally just edited last week's episode <laughs> today. Uh, he has just greeted you. Um, he has thanked you for your offer of help in this trying time of, you know, Earth Elemental Invasion. And then he, he turns to Ched and he says, I see that your trip below has proven fruitful for you. Um, is he, like, gesturing to something? Like... He gestures... Oh, this magnificent tree my... that you have brought us. <laughs> to your compatriots, mostly. What a uh... fine dowry for my daughter. <laughs> what? 
Chet, Chet is uh, Chet has no current uh, romantic interests. Uh, is he even so, old enough to so, marry? No, he wouldn't be old enough to marry. He's, he's adult. Yeah, but Eric Cochran weddings take place during the Great Migration every five years. Oh, old yeah. enough to preen, old enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> what? <God>. what? <laughs> okay, all right. I, I asked if you would plan things earlier. You need to take a step and at least filter yourself. Nope. <laughs> yeah. So uh, some some more fruitful than others, but but uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for for noticing. Um, these are these are my compatriots. There's uh, there's uh, Falrock the dwarf, uh, Leyland. He's that elf over there with a the bow. Uh, Terror Jux, he's the you know the wild eyed motherfucker back there with a stick and jabbering <laughs> on about who knows what. Uh, and then there's there's our captain uh desmond and i'm just kind of sitting over there aloof like got my pinky in my ear trying to get the like the wax out he'll he's warmer than he looks <laughs> what, is the, what a and thing to wet. say about yeah. someone he'll warm up to you he'll warm up to everybody anyway um please lead us uh lead us on um, he, he doesn't lead you anywhere. He, he just sort of says, were circumstances different, I would have you brought up before the magistrates for your exit from Cloudtop, but we have more pressing matters to, to discuss at the moment, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Our, your our sentence has been commuted. <laughs> our sworn, uh, sworn enemies of the, the earth plane are, are, uh, are upon us. I you better get your sentence so lesson to like, community Chet. service. Yeah, no, I'll get diversion. I'll get diversion Chet, for sure. Is it illegal to leave Cloudtop? Mm, Are you not free to emigrate? It's frowned upon. Emigrate is starting to look wild. <laughs> <laughs> you got. Let's just say you got to have a pretty good reason for leaving. To, to what was what, your reason? What reason do you need um, beyond? Mm. Mine was unsanctioned, so what just was between it? just between what? me and you guys, I mean, I just wanted I wanted to leave. I didn't want to be what on this greater mountaintop. Reason could there be? Exactly. So um, I'm much like you, Terajex. We are uh, somewhat kindred spirits. Somewhat. Oh, yeah, Chad, I, I, I'll say that I'll... that our our. our <laughs> Our similarities don't go too far. Um, I, I knew this from there. the moment we first met that you and I were birds of a feather. Okay. And then every uh, other, and like all the uh, air cargo, like, oh. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> they just slap their foreheads. How to uh, anger an entire species? I have to say, we would like, I would like some place where no, we are not hated allow, by the end. If free emigration, I'm starting to not like them. They they don't really like bird jokes because we're not we're not birds. That wasn't a bird joke. That's a I'm you sorry. Said birds that's a, of a feather. It's, a, it's okay. It's okay. Did I? I okay. I'm sorry. That's a thing we say in jokes. Yeah, <laughs> and not about birds at all. It's just yeah. <laughs> no, it's like it's completely unreal. It's a golf term. Yeah. No. 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 Didn't mean to pun. The, the you guys equivalent. Have golf up here or is that a jokes thing? The equivalent expression in Eric Eric Cochran is humans of a horseshoe. <laughs> Which, I mean, to be fair, as a human, we use a lot of horseshoes. Like, we go through them. Anyway. Oh, us humans in our horseshoes. Uh, Zeka turns to sort of address the group as a whole rather than just Ched. And he says, there are 
there are several things that you could perhaps assist with around CloudTop. Um, I realize that getting around may be difficult for those of you who are bound to the land. We can provide Ouch. a solution for this should you should you agree to assist I've already us. got like my uh, saddle and like bird bit out. Where did where did you get that? <laughs> I, I used minor illusion well, to make one. It's actually it's a repurposed um, dolphin riding harness. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's the same form factor. I'm just kind of holding um, it up and like, which one do which one do I get to ride? I want the bald so, eagle like, Cochrane. I think the thought bubble that Terrajux would immediately have is like him, but with glorious wings. And in and fact, so like... <laughs> Zeka gestures and two Aarakocrum come come down carrying what looks like, um, you know, like nativity scenes with the angels and they've got the big glorious feathery wings. Yes. It looks like that, but kind of flat and sticky looking. What? Um, sticky? Yeah. He he gestures to them and says, these are waxen wings that will provide you with roughly an hour's <laughs> worth of flight time. <clears throat> before... Started, like fumbling with his shirt, like, do I have to take this off? I'll get those on quick. I'm no. going to go as high as I can. Is it is it an hour straight or is it like we have to like deduct every time we use them? Like our total flight time. Your f- total flight time. You the condition of the wings will reflect how much time is left on them. And he distrib- you just see like it's got like uh, two pictures and it's like a guy with wings and then a sun and then the, he just slowly gets close <laughs> to the sun and they fall apart. No. Uh, so sure, these these colors. two Eric distribute these wings to the non flight members of the party. This uh, is the greatest day. Of Tarjax Heiko's entire life. Yeah, Desmond's like terrified. <laughs> Including the day that he was chosen by the Storm Elementals as their harbinger. And Zeka... Leland's like interested, but he knows he could just like perfectly like swan dive somewhere and land if needed. There is there is a difference between riding in a flying ship and having to fly yourself. And Desmond is not like great with heights. <laughs> Uh, Zeka says, please use these sparingly, as they are rather difficult to make, and we're not sure how many we'll need before the battle finally takes place. Do you have other um, non-Aarakocrans here, your your birdliness, Majesty? No. Your birdliness. I don't know what the official title is. Chieftain. Not that. It, it, it was going to be like your your supreme natural preeminence, but apparently your... most Aarakocrans are not druids, so that plan was sunk. He says, you may address me as Chieftain, because that's my type. Now, there are, as I said, several things that you could assist with. Perhaps others will occur to you as you, as you view Cloudtop. I don't know. You land dwellers probably have a better idea of siege warfare than than we do, as we are not generally under attack. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a real science. That said, many of our structures could use fortification, as you can see. They are largely wooden in nature, and tend to be attached to mountaintops over open air, which makes them very easy to dislodge. We also could use assistance in evacuating our elderly sick and those too young to fight, I see that you have a means of transport, and he 
turns his eyes to Telephorus. Are there, perchance, any weapons attached to this ship? Many. Oh, yes. Vast and varied is our armory. Then it may behoove us to distribute these weapons among the air um, when the time oh, comes. Well, not, not, <laughs> that is not what you're thinking, actually. The, he, the tree itself mets out justice at our behest. I do Would not, you like a demonstration? He, he, turn, he, he does the bird head <laughs> tilt again. I give him uh, finger guns, like double pistols. And Three make big boom. Great mini <laughs> fire. Oh my uh, god. Rest assured, I, <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Mr. We're Mr. gonna get thrown out of the mountaintop. Um, it would be best if Teliferous was on the battlefield at the time of this crisis rather than shuttling refugees. I it's, think we could hold them in there, though. Yeah, but it's like if we get shot down, so does their entire ancestral, like, knowledge base. Well, no. Most of the elderly live in Sunset Sky on the other oh, side of the right. the The elven retirement home. These are the ones that have not, like, are, that that have reached the age but it has not yet they, been time for the migration over. They got over. their hurricane warning, but they're like, I'm staying where I am. No. The every So every year... <laughs> no. Every year, the Aarakocra of Cloudtop take the great migration... Not every year. Every five years, they take the great migration from Cloudtop to Sunset Sky, bringing with them all those that will then remain at Sunset Sky... Um, who are no longer able to fly as well, or who have been injured, or who are elderly, so they join the quote-unquote retirement home. That is also when all Eric Cochran weddings are performed. Are there any caves in the mountains that are any sort of place set up for a time like this? There are indeed caves in the mountains. Um, Another thing you could assist with perhaps is the production of lightning powder, something we have been trying to mass produce. How does one mass produce lightning powder? (laughs) We mine it and we mix it with uh, several other things, including manure from our goats, and it produces a powder that is quite explosive. Um, Cool, okay. We could look into that. And if your, your ship does indeed have weapons... That are not that are tied to it. It might behoove us to practice with those and the military rather than firing wholesale without any idea of what's going to happen. Could be good. Um, I'm trying to think, what was everyone's ability with the? T- I'm like, what would be best against? So we talked to the head scrivener. Um, yeah, yeah, we talked to the scrivener. Well, yeah, I know that. To but... lightning. Well, doesn't were, were any of our... ability a lightning ability? Teradrex has not, not yet fired the weapon fired. system. I have oh, not fired well, you want to find out? I was going to save it as a dramatic, dramatic moment in the middle of battle, but yes, let's find out. Um, <laughs> that could, other that could end up not working for... out. Yeah, it's like, it turns out it's just it's fucking just wind. wind. <laughs> yeah. It's just a big air cannon. <laughs> it's a riot dispersal technique. Yeah. Um, so I would actually like to ask the chief tonight. Um, we have heard stories, of course, of this great uh, evil from the earth that you face, but I'm a little fuzzy on the details still. Is this 
do these things walk or burrow or fly? Like, I'm trying to figure out how best to entrench your uh, lovely city here against an enemy, but I have no idea how this enemy moves through the world. Um, if they were to walk, we could dig trenches, but if they glide through the earth with ease, that would be pointless. Um, is this something where they have to approach the mountain from below, or can they simply tunnel out of the earth at any point they choose? <clears throat> they are capable of moving through the earth as a bird moves through the sky. Yes, that was my fear. So, so each independent structure has to... We have to assume that each independent structure will be attacked from every direction that touches the earth. Is that correct? Some are also capable of flight. Great. <laughs> of course they, they are. They have perverted even the skies. Indeed. Uh, is there anything that they are drawn to? Like something... Is there any sort of trap we could set? Magnets? <laughs> <laughs> Far-fetched. Uh, a big old bowl of pebbles. It's <laughs> like, oh, yum, yum, yum. Fruity, fruity pebbles. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're a little bit out of my realm of expertise, so I'm just spitballing yeah. here. Yeah, we need to bait them away from, I think, this area. I agree. That's kind of my assumption here, because I, I feel like if we let them choose the place of engagement, they're going to pick a mountain where they have pretty much limitless mobility to attack structures and then fade away into the earth and then attack other structures and like there's nothing well, stopping them just appearing destroying a pylon and then leaving yeah it's like i don't know how we can defend all of the mountain top they're they're fighting yeah. an enemy composed of the earth and they have built their structures upon it what's our toliferous toe capacity well and hang on how just like just deadlift the entire how... city how intelligent are it. I'm up for it. The brute soldiers of the uh, of the armies tend to be rather simple creatures, but their commanders are cunning. Is I will also a... note that historically they typically appear from the vicinity of our of our lightning powder mine. Hmm. Uh, what else so... do you use lightning powder for aside from driving off elementals? It's useful in mining operations itself. So to mine more lightning powder. It's or an explosive, yes. Basically dynamite. Minerals. That's pretty much what they've yeah, got. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm curious if the mining is correlated to the thing. That's something we can explore. That doesn't matter. Um, so if the commanders are taken out, do you think the, is the underlings will... Leader? Yeah. Yeah. There's a distinct possibility of, of that, yes. Have you ever witnessed a, a king, perhaps, or some other central lord, or a commander of commanders? I there has not been an incursion during my lifetime. Okay, well, he's like fifteen years old. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> he's all like freckly, and his voice cracks. No, fifteen is is middle age. I know, age. I know, I know. Eric Cochran's live like. A vanishingly short time. It's a dumb joke. Um, My question is, how would we fortify these structures if they can just come up from beneath? The right, structure? and that's my point. Is like this yeah, is. I think that's kind of a waste of time. 
There is no well, way I mean, to defend it? against. Well, is there some uh, way to well, make it? Well, I asked the chief. Like, yeah, like, what what can we do to fortify the structures that can't be? Like, is it really going to do much good? We have a not insignificant supply of metal. Historically, and our our records show that they have difficulty with metal as a as a pure substance. But even then, any metal spike you drive to anchor things, you are driving it into the earth itself, which is their domain. It's like they can't they directly metal. Then they have trouble affecting the spikes. But can't, they don't have to affect the spikes. They just have to affect the earth around the spikes. Right. Like we could put a metal sheet down. And they could just go below it and then go around it, right? Yeah. Unless we lay it flat underneath of where the houses are or whatever. And if you lay it flat, like, you don't have a solid foundation. Right. You, don't, you, you would have to drive a pylon into the rock, and they can make that rock flow like water. So what's the point? Yeah. They can't make I'm... the rock flow like water. They move through the walk like, rock like a fish in water. They ha Do they not have some level of control over the earth itself? Not that we've ever seen demonstrated. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. Wow, that actually really changes things. Um, what are the what are like the houses and stuff made out of? Are they made out of stone or like, like wood? They're mostly wood. made out of wood. So, what what is the teliferous's tow capacity? We could just string these things together like birdhouses and hang it out, hang it oh out. Oh my the... god! Well, okay, no, I actually no. like this plan. So at this <laughs> point. It may okay. Let's table this discussion for a moment. <laughs> okay. Um, you guys are sort of at the outskirts of Cloudtop Harry. Zeka kind of motions for you to follow him to the town square. Swoop. And so um, the the Eric Cochran that brought the wax wings. Uh, sort of apply them to your backs and you can feel them. There's like an instant of searing heat, except in Falrock's case where there's an instance of searing cold. And then you can, you feel them attach and then suddenly you have wings. And I swan dive off Teliferous and swoop. Make a dexterity check. Okay. I would like to note that I also have mastery over the wind, if that would be sort of advantage. <laughs> sure. I, I, I have mastery have over gravity. Over just in case he might not, just in case he's going to break his neck. Just in case I, my dexterity fucking blows. You also have feather fall. <laughs> I do, but I don't want to use it. That would be embarrassing. I'd rather yeah. die. What? <laughs> I would rather hit the side of this mountain at terminal velocity. Look, I don't want to embarrass myself in front of bird people. That would just be like... Like, why even bother? I'd be like, oh, uh, they're so majestic. And I'm like, oh, I'm a dummy. I can't fly. I, I Just kill me. Just fucking take me out behind the shed and just okay. put a put a shillelagh through my head. Make your uh, dexterity check. That is <laughs> they're a... not all druids. <laughs> no, I was none, saying, of, like, none of them are druids. I was saying you do it, Chad. Okay, well, That's I would you. not kill you for that. 17. Okay, you manage a very graceful swoop. And do, do we all have to do this now, or...? No, because Terrajux is showboating. Yes. Oh, the showiest. Um, yeah, so you do, like, a nice corkscrew, you do a loop, you... Yeah. You end up it's back like next to Zekka, who raises... I, I guess like, he doesn't raise power. an eyebrow, because I don't think birds have eyebrows, but... He 
he right after little... he told us to use these sparingly. Yeah. Yeah. He raises, well, he looks a little taken aback, and he's like, well, you're certainly one of the most graceful land dwellers to have ever visited Cloudtop. And, and his eyes, Tyler Jake just, just sparkles in his eyes. <laughs> Long have I admired birds from below, and wondered at such grace, and my attempts to mimic it are nothing compared to the true thing, but I hope to approximate some sliver of it. And I bow. Excellent. <laughs> uh, the rest of you, it's it's tricky getting the hang of using the wings. There are a couple of, like, you, you step off and there's definitely a heart-stopping moment where you're not actually sure you're going to be able to fly. But then some sort of, like, instinct that may have been implanted by the wings themselves takes over and you are capable of moving about. That's like, okay. We're basically, like, we start controlling them almost as if we're walking, right? It's almost like just an, another, like, limbs. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're, you're capable of flight, if clumsily. And he takes you into Cloudtop proper. And you'll notice that I've actually drawn a very crude MS Paint map in the G drive. Oh I'm very thankful. I'm very, very thankful. Gotta take a look at this. So, uh, Patreon Gold subscribers, your um, reward this month will be a full 16 by 24 size poster of this shitty MS Paint map. <laughs> <laughs> God, I would do that too. I would absolutely send out posters. Realize getting those posters made would probably be more than yeah. a gold patron subscription, right? Don't worry about it. Okay. Just saying, the economy of our non-existent Patreon bothers me at times. We so promise a lot. For our listeners who do not yet have access to this beautiful <laughs> this paint map. Cloud it's top. one of the better MS paint maps. Just saying. How long did this take you? Five minutes. Okay. <laughs> Glorious. Cloudtop is situated sort of in a narrow valley slash crevice between two mountains. Um, at the center, and there are several like stone spires that have okay. that are raised up in this valley that reach about halfway up the sides of the mountains or so. And there are wooden platforms kind of built around these spires. Those are the small gray circles on the map with the browner circles around them. Um, so there's a large central platform that's built around several of these spires that is the town square. There are several are clusters of several smaller wooden platforms um, to either side of this. To the west are the markets. To the east are the sort of high-end manor houses for the more well-to-do citizens of Cloudtop. Uh, kind okay. of built into the mountainsides on either side, um, there are a series of like terraced residential nooks, caves, and smaller platforms that have the the homes of the majority of the citizenry. Okay. Opposite those are terraced farms that mostly grow uh, sort of hardy grains that live uh that that can live at this altitude and temperature there are also uh several stands of trees that are harvested for wood and um 
pens containing mountain goats. Behind the town square are several, um, and these are, the diamonds are filled in on the map, but these are actually like series of these stone spires without any wooden platforms on them that are kind of interspersed in a diamond shape. These are military training grounds that will, and um, you can see from the town square that there are, there are several squads of soldiers there. They appear to be engaged in some sort of training exercise where one Eric Cochran will sort of lob a rock that's got red stripes on it at a different Eric Cochran who attempts to hit it with a large club. And then after he hits it, he has to try and make his way around the exterior of this diamond um, before he is grounded with the rock. And this simulates sort of earth elemental attack strategies. Hmm. I want to try it. Excellent. <laughs> so um, if I'm reading this map right, the town square is sort of the largest central thing. Does that square actually have like a building at the top, like some sort of community center or? Yeah, there are a handful of structures that are kind of built on top of the platform. Okay. And that's, uh, that is sitting on three separate spires, if I'm reading yes. this right. How thick are these spires at the base? Um, you'd have to actually fly down to check. Okay. Uh, I will do that at a later date, but I have a plan forming. Okay. Uh, also of note, um, sort of past the residential area and the farms, there are further... So there's an outcropping of mountain that looks like it's just been sort of stripped away, and you can see um, there's kind of a large tunnel proceeding down into the mountain. Presumably these are the mines. And then north of the farms are several, uh, a lar there's a large section of more terracing that has what looks like kind of a building zone, it's workshops. Um, this is sort of where like new building materials and military equipment and that sort of thing is produced in Cloudtop. And Zeka takes you to the to the town square. And while you're flying, he, he says to Chednera Cochran, you may also wish to visit your parents. I'm sure they would be overjoyed to know that you've returned. Yeah, uh, how much time until the prophesized incursion? We estimate about a week. Okay, yep, I got time. No, I got time. That's a good, that's a good suggestion. It's a good idea. That's a great, great thing for me to do. Yeah, cool, thanks. <laughs> I see you back in Eric Cochran um, very smoothly. Mm-hmm. Smooth as butter. Yeah, not... Uh... Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah, so he arrives and he says... And he kind of outlines the, the general layout of Cloudtop to you just as I have done for you, the players, so that you know sort of what we're working Zoth. with. Quick question. The the uh, lightning... Uh, what, like, are they orbs or, or what that, that, that they mine and turn into weapons? Like... He produces a pouch from his from his belt, and he kind of pours a little bit of it out on one of his hands, or uh, in one of his talons, I guess. And it's just, it's a little gray powder, and he turns to Ched. Okay, this is actually a good question. Ched, did you take, Ched, did you take up Druidcraft before or after you left? What do you mean? Like, Were did I a become druid? a Druid yeah. before I left the clouds or after? Evasion. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. There, I, 
We don't even have taxes here, okay? Let's get that straight. Well, Let's there's get that. no wonder you don't have a standing army. <laughs> oh. I would like to point out that their town is mostly standing army. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, okay. We're basically yeah. all warriors. Okay, oh, okay. So, I didn't communism. get that impression. Just communism is fine. It's that's... <laughs> uh, most people fight for their own food and their own craft and their own coin. So. Okay, Karl Marx. Yeah. <laughs> so this this is more apparent now that you are you are here, and Ched can explain this to you at his leisure. But essentially, the Eric, Eric Cochran society largely revolves around preparing for incursions like this one. Okay. Um. So, how um, so yeah, like, Ched did not take up druidcraft until after he left the cloud top. Okay. <clears throat> uh, these incursions occur like once every other generation or so, which comes out to like one human lifetime, once in a human lifetime. Okay. Um, anyway, so he takes this little bit of, of lightning powder and he kind of tosses it up in the air and then waves a torch at it. And it's like... Um, there's a lot of sparkles and flashes, it, almost like fireworks, but it's cute. very bright. And he says, we, we take this, and he pulls um, kind of a clay sphere from his belt, mm -hmm. and he says, we pack these full of lightning powder and light them on fire and throw them at our enemies, and the explosion is quite large. Could you put them on the edge of arrows? and light those up. Hmm. That was my... It's... We might be able to craft arrowheads for this specific purpose. We usually use slings. We would have to okay. consult with some of our our um, Fletchers at the workshops. I, I can help out. Alright. Um, I think we need to do a team huddle and decide on some high-level tactics here. Okay. Shouldn't so, we include the Eric Cochran? They're free to huddle in. I'm just going to address. They to have had some blood powers. Okay, because the huddle the huddle sounded exclusive to the party. No, no, party, no. So. Um, birds are welcome in the huddle. Well, okay. Eric Cochran are welcome yeah. in the huddle. <laughs> they are birds. That's not like okay. Eric Cochran are welcome in the huddle. All right, so huddle up, group. Uh, so first things first. Um, I think we're all in agreement here that most of these buildings are a lost cause. Um, there's no way that we can defend the market, the town square, the manor homes, and the residential nooks and platforms. We need to concentrate Aarakocran forces into a pair or single defensible point. Um, the thing that I am working on right now and sort of turning over in my head is how to air gap the town square spires such that uh, elementals can't earth glide up to the defensible position. And so what I'm thinking, and I haven't run these numbers yet because I don't know the thickness of the spires, but it would be really interesting if we use the knowledge that they can't tunnel through pure metals to run long iron rods uh, latitude-wise through the spires. Wait, a, wait. Wait. So make like so making how... a making a prison bar sort of right. scenario yeah, yeah, yeah. through the how... the length of like it. drill drill small holes like they don't have to be okay. big holes they don't have to well... compromise the structural integrity and run like very thin iron bars or like filament to like make bar like... yeah, yeah essentially are you like a earth elemental Faraday cage so to speak 
just something so just... they can't burrow up through the spire. They have to exit. Why does it have to be? I mean, all the Air Cochrane can basically fly. They don't really need the tower positions well, to I really. I mean, if we want to sacrifice all the buildings, I'm good with that too. No, I'm saying, I'm saying that we should, if if we think that they're coming from the mines, we should bait them from the mines to the training grounds where we'll have a rebar kind of netting set up on the training grounds. Like it's a, it's generally a flat area. We can set up some pretty good defensible like. I don't know, 20 by 20, maybe 30 by 30 kind of like, not platforms, but uh, mats, um, in which case you can you can draw earth elementals to those mats, fight them on the mats, so you're not at risk of them, you know, springing up out of the ground uh, from beneath you. And if, if worse comes to worse, you can just take to the sky. Oh, so you're suggesting like we lay a mesh of metal bars across the ground? Yes. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I really um, like that because I can well, electrify that. Does the damage that Earth elementals do is it is it more like splash? Like so, if we're if we group ourselves up too much, are we going to be? Oh, uh, it's I pretty like it's pretty blunt. It's pretty. Okay. Their primary well, means of like attack is throwing damage, rocks. But... Yeah, throwing rocks or hitting you with rock hands. But it's more about like, gotcha. is that a like they throw one rock or do they throw a? flurry of pebbles that hits everything in an area because we need to know if grouping is going to be bad yeah that's or... kind of what i was getting at yeah. they have demonstrated the ability to do both okay so i'm also thinking we need some metal plates for cover yeah randomly throughout the battlefield so here's the other thing um and this is more like high level strategy is what if we try to nip this in the bud um these earth elementals are coming from the mines is there any possibility you think that the crew of teliferous could enter the mines and try to suss out whatever like primeval core is responsible for this and just sort of well i mean maybe we could bait out the main force to the training grounds and then infiltrate the mines afterwards maybe because if we were to go in before their their like full forces kind of were drawn out, then we're in a cave system and we get surrounded. And Fair, it's a, yeah. We're, a in, cave we're in, on their turf. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And no, very true. Ched doesn't like the idea of even going down into the mines. Absolutely uh, not. I was going to say, you are, Tarjax, you're suggesting going underground. Let's, <laughs> let's be very specific here, Leyland. I'm suggesting we park Teliferous over the mines and use a laser drill to bore our way into the elemental temple and vaporize it could we also not so, like if if we could how many mine entrances are there just the one so i think we need to have teliferous's uh weapons just aimed at that but, for whenever this begins well, they can, they can come out from anywhere stopping, though like, they're they not going to come out entrance. of that entrance sorry yeah yeah, yeah so then, i wasn't thinking i wasn't so thinking what, about that. i think teliferous can handle the the flying earth elementals, but that's yes. really all we're going to be able to perform. Right. And so my question is, if they don't have to come out of the mine entrance, they could just come out of wherever on the mountain. What baits yeah. them to the training grounds? How do we, we get them know. to fall into the net? We well, have no we, idea. Somebody starts out in the mines so that we can bait them to the training grounds. Hmm. Like, we can't just start out in the training grounds and say... Hey, you big dumb rocks! Come over here. You look blunt and stupid. But you know. What are what are so, we gonna? How are we gonna bait them? Like, 
how do you piss off an elemental? So I'm wondering if there isn't something to do with this lightning powder. Like, I I would really like to get my hands on some actually and do a little bit of arcanamance. Well, I want to do an arcana check on powder. It, if we could, I'd like to get some and start heading towards the workshops because it sounds like there's a lot of metal to be worked. And yeah. hi, I do that. And it's mostly like I want to know. If when I raise this stuff to my nose and I take a big old sniff, is this actually just like a chemical reaction that's happening here with gunpowder, or do I sniff this and be like, oh, this is elemental acid? This is this is element fetus. No, it's not magical. <laughs> it's definitely like they've definitely just discovered saltpeter deposits. Okay. It's weird then that the elementals give a shit, but it's um, more that earth elemental like. Large explosions are the most effective method of injuring earth elementals that they have discovered thus far. Ah. Thus far. Okay, well, maybe we can use large explosions. <laughs> it could be like a seismic thing. Like, when they're tunneling underground, I doubt they have a very good sense of, like, we're flying things. So if we are, like, stomping around on this mesh and, like, detonating charges in the ground that might be enough to uh lure them but we only know that it's approximately in a week not yeah. the time that they're going to show up right we would have to have someone pounding the ground with a hammer day in and day out <laughs> but yeah i i just don't think we can really feasibly defend the uh the buildings no, we can't defend all of them. I mean, even with all their well, cochrane, that doesn't seem... I, I like the idea of uh, sewing iron bars into the support structures of the buildings so that they can't yeah. just go straight up. I'm actually wondering... It depends on how much metal we've got to work with and how fast I can work it, but I I'm mean... I'm also curious, if they are moving through the earth as a fish moves through water, um, I would imagine Earthglide lets them move pretty fast... If they were to encounter a sharpened iron edge, or you know, like essentially a long chisel while moving at speed, don't they have like earth sense, like sixty feet, like tremors? Yeah, sense. I guess I just like <clears throat> I, I get it, but I I'm think just thinking like what what is the equivalent of razor wire here? <sighs> this is all the those like Juxian area denial lessons, like. What can we do to make every inch of Earth that they secure a bloody and costly one? How can we best hurt Aldrax? If we're not... Uh, is, there any, is there any way to turn them towards Aldrax? <laughs> toss all the lightning, all the lightning orbs into the, Like, just drop them on the capital? So, here's <laughs> one thing, is... I can probably communicate with these elementals. Like, 50-50, I should be able to at least, like, say hi. I don't think I'll be able to convince them to stop, but I could learn a little bit about why this is happening. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know how to use this information yet, but I'm fairly sure if these elementals speak Terran that I will be able to be like, yo, hey. They won't respect my authority because I don't have any, but, eh, it's neat. Well, okay. So you've been you've been 
Given the layout of the lands, you've been yep. presented with several ideas. Falrock has already decided to go to the workshops. Uh, how this will proceed, I think, is you will have, let's say, two tasks per day that you can do that'll kind of occupy, you know, a set chunk of time, and you'll make dice rolls related to that. <clears throat> and then rather than success or failure, I'll be kind of totaling them up, and right. what you what you end up totaling will impact the sort of town readiness Okay. when the attack finally comes. Um, dang it, I wish we had an elemental to like, or like an earth elementals, like a small scattering of them. Like, oh yeah, there's, they, there are a few down in the mines because I need to test stuff like, oh, can they burrow through obsidian? Do you have obsidian? <laughs> I can make it. You can make obsidian? Yeah, easy. Repeated lightning strikes. So, maybe it's too early to ask this, but like, besides sling, like slingshots or whatever, they they don't have any typical weapons. Like, they don't have bows. They don't have the Air Cochran carry slings with uh, lightning powder bombs. They have large clubs that are kind of metal plated, and they have. These long pikes with like that imagine an oversized crowbar, basically, like a crowbar the size of a quarter staff. Okay. Oh, I like that. Um, random thought here, I don't know how to apply it yet, but if we were to like drape a metal net over a spire, they wouldn't be able to leave. They wouldn't be able to come through it. They could go up into it and then go down below it. Well no, but they could go up into it, but then like they wouldn't be able to get back out to like like if we were up on platforms throwing bombs and slings and they went up through the spire they wouldn't be able to exit out the sides to get to us because there's like a mesh okay i was thinking like if we just wrapped a spire in like steel cable basically that seems inefficient when we can produce the same effect by just stopping having the the iron bars at the base yeah the prison bars at the base. Yeah, yeah. Which it, is through the base, yeah. Yeah. Fair point. Like, we we need to maximize uh, our output here for yeah. a number of places that can be prison barred. Yep, yep. So. Agreed. Um, I think most of my time, and this is to the party, like, uh, I want input here. I'm thinking most of my time spent uh, dialing in the Teliferous guns, like, just, I'm going to be the one on the guns. I hope we all sort of agree with that. Unless it turns out that it's Gust of Wind. In which I'm saying, we still don't yeah. know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. crank that around to the training grounds and take, yeah. take a look here. But yeah. I'm trying to think, like, is there anything I can be doing with the lightning guns while I'm practicing? Like, cutting trenches or, like, doing anything to the train? But probably not. Um, but is there anything else that... I should be doing besides um, just practicing with Teliferous because, like, I have Juxian military, you know, drill tactics. I'm just not sure that they're super applicable here to an enemy that can glide through the ground and to a society that is already martial. Like, would it be worthwhile for me to try to drill some cohesion into the Aarakocrans and be like, oh, you know, formation flying? Or is it just like, why bother? You could definitely do that. They are, like, they spend a lot of time 
practicing these military drills, but it might be be helpful to get a new perspective. Because it's like I have, um, like Juxian drill like regimen, and I also have glider core, you know, formation tactics for <laughs> proposed aerial combat that has never taken place because. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of aerial forces in Malbex. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what a what a great battalion. <laughs> the elite, the best of the best. <laughs> the Marines. Um, <laughs> so that's like my question to the crew here: is do we want me practicing with the guns or trying to like translate glider combat tactics to you know Eric Cochran formation flying or what's Thoughts? I, I don't think that's going to be All useful. Right. I think I should <clears throat> hope. I mean, I'm curious how accurate they are with these slingshots. Oh, yeah, give them a... Uh, like, I want to, yeah, give them a crash course and maybe, if I have time, make some bows and see if some of them would be better with bows with, like, you know, lightning arrows. I think it's really dependent than... on whether or not we can make explosive arrows. Well, why don't we not make explosive arrows and just make like a torpedo system where we could fire Eric Cochran off of our Teliferous? <laughs> explosive Eric no. Cochran. Yeah. We, uh, we have no, them just no, eat a no. bunch of powder. There are so few of us, are so few of us that they would not engage in anything resembling a kamikaze attack. No. Divine lightning. All right, so... Sounds like they don't want to win. Something I'll point out is that if <laughs> Falrock's going to be spending a lot of time just making the iron bars, we'll need somebody to actually put them in place. I mean, he could do that too, but then yeah. that's dividing time depending no, on... That's, and that's available. the part that I'm really stuck on, is like how to um, pierce these spires with you know thin iron rods without damaging them and without like industrial machinery that you... How need. much time do we yeah. have? We have a, a week, week, right? A week, okay. approximately a week. It's okay. it's a prophecy, so yeah. So it's completely one hundred percent accurate. Give oh, or did, take a month. Does the prophecy take into account like daylight savings time and? <laughs> no, I just no. don't think it's an exact um, science. It's year. a week of leap years. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I yeah I haven't quite figured out like the boring tools required to do this. Um, obviously, if we were in Jux, I could the just... The easiest way would probably be for me to use water shape, put water into the earth, freeze it, and then remove the move the ice, right? Fast-acting erosion. Yeah. I think, my, I think I would be the best person to put the, the bars into place. Okay. But wouldn't... I don't know. How, I'm just really worried. How big about are earth elementals? Wouldn't fire. they just like smack columns and break them? I don't. Well, have they, they done like? They can't affect it. There's been a an incursion before, right? Like, yes. There's been previous ones, and they haven't destroyed these columns yet. So. And they haven't filled them with iron or steel yet. That's because they didn't have a uh, Juxian guerrilla warfare expert. Well, why don't? Well, then hang on. If not doing that is a better idea, then how how did they want us to fortify it to begin with? That's something that wasn't answered. Yeah. Like, how would they fortify it? We should ask somebody older. Somebody. I think they were just, like, going to add more stress. We need a 17-year-old Eric Cochran stat. We, we need, like, a 28-year-old Eric Cochran. 
They all live down in the sunset sky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but there's got to be somebody old here, right? Just, all right, all right, all right. We, we give them our sending. Yeah, <laughs> we, we do have the ship. Watch them, like, need four sending spells because they're so long-winded. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're functionally trying to text a nurse. I was home. just thinking about this the other day. That reminds uh... me of a time back when I was only three years old. Zachary, <laughs> why don't you ever come visit us anymore? <laughs> they done just invented jam preserves. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, Eustace, look at this. They got a mashed up fruit in a little, little jar. And he said, nah, it'll never catch on. <laughs> anyway, um, Zekka explains that when they when they fortify things, they do typically, like, they, they tend to drill them, drill spikes through the wooden struts into the mountain. And that makes them marginally more stable. They also kind of put plates around the base of the struts as well. So my question is, if this is something that happens, like, once every, you know, lifetime or whatever, why aren't they just permanently doing this? Yeah. Why? Because they're only marginally effective. And he... (laughs) Yeah. We have had to rebuild Cloudtop several times over the last (laughs) century. (laughs) They told me I was a fool to build a castle in a swamp, so I did it anyways. <laughs> it's just like, man, you know what we got to do is we got to get these Air Cochrans an airship fleet so they just they can build their houses not on the ground. We got to go to Jux. We got to steal the Doom Zeppelin and turn it into Cloudtop 2.0. Uh, future plans, but just like so everyone's aware. We got to get these guys off the ground. This is not tenable. They're building atop their mortal enemy. Um, Yeah, so I I think, yeah, I think they've been trying to do their best with fortification here, but um, it's going to take some ground dweller out of the box thinking. Okay. And also Falrock's immense stone sense. All right, so let, first, before I go start just smelting things, let me get a look at these yeah. spires we're going to be boring partially into. Okay, uh, so you you fly on down, and these are these are pretty broad at the base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a few hundred feet across, probably. Ay, ay, ay. Right, and that's sort of where I'm, like, I'm trying to figure out what the best approach is going to be here. Um, that said, we have been recording for an hour. So I think we'll probably we'll probably call this episode closed here. We'll take a break where you guys can kind of discuss your plans of action and then when we come back, we will outline what will actually take place so that you the audience don't have to listen to another like hour long episode just of what they decide to do for the first block of the first day. Yeah. Unless you're a Patreon uh, platinum <laughs> member, in which case you can get all of our <laughs> I I will not be recording this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, platinums. Sorry. If you like like Should've if you done. want to if you want to donate to our 
Patreon Diamond exclusive. We'll sit down and rehash it out for you at your convenience. We'll also uh, like have the recording of this episode playing with us recording over it. What we were thinking. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do a director's commentary. Yeah. Yeah. We'll also like we'll use your name a lot, so it'll be like a POV thing where you're like, "Oh, I'm actually in the world of Aldraxia." Yeah. We'll be like, well, what do you think we should do about this? X- no, X- no, 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 no. I'm vetoing Adora the Explorer experience <laughs> for our Patreon Diamond members. I'm sorry, guys. You're no fun. Okay. But for our Patreon Masters tier members. Yeah, that's that's for Masters. This has been the Alchemist Club. Yeah. So <laughs> we're, let's wrap up there. Um Thanks for listening. Hopefully this wasn't too boring. We had a whole dice roll this time around. <laughs> um, we'll make up for that in the next few, I think. Um, anyway, I've been Joe, your dungeon master for this thrilling adventure. Uh, joining, or no, I have to do the whole spiel first, don't I? Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so at thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistsclub88 at gmail.com. You, I, I very nearly forgot we had a fan letter come in. Mail time, mail... Oh, wait, no, it's probably copyrighted, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, you're under the three seconds or whatever. Yeah. Mail, 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 mail. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have uh, a letter here from Old Neckbeard, who has two questions, one for the DM and one for the crew. Uh, the first question is what source books are used for this campaign? Um, it's basically, I've, I've been drawing from all of the fifth edition stuff where I can, uh, obviously things like for Bolg or, you know, a lot of the more exotic races from the ancillary source books haven't really made their way in yet because they are, well... I have plans for them if things ever get around to that, but the party for right now has been situated on a very standard um, sort of player's handbook sort of situation. Uh, Magic items mostly just come for the DMG, but a lot of the stuff that I use is homebrew, particularly for enemies, because I know when I'm a player, I have a bad habit of being able to immediately look things up in the monster manual. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a no-no. I like my monsters to have surprises. Um, and a we also have fresh Xanathars, for, Xanathars for our classes as well. Yes, we do have a fair bit of Xanathar stuff going on. Xanathars has just so many good, good classes. It's real good. It's basically the fourth core book, in my opinion. <laughs> and yeah. I think technically Storm Sorcerer is from Sword Coast. Uh, I, I think you remember. might be right. I don't yeah, remember. Or Elemental Evil. That's where it was originally. Yeah. Was one oh. Of the, like, I because uh, it's just it's got the um, it's just so good for like a sailing campaign. Right. To have yeah. someone who's like ah, I control the wind. I know it originally it was originally in the Unearthed Arcana that was like that also had Minotaurs in it. Oh okay. Because yeah, right. they lifted their concept of Minotaurs from Dragonlance where they're a seafaring people. Hmm. That's cool. Um. Yeah, so Xanathars is a big one outside from the main core three. Um, I, I draw inspiration from, like, Volo's Guide to Monsters and the Sword Coast Adventures Guide and that sort of thing, but um, it's, those are minor influences, really, at this point. Mm-hmm. 
the question for the party is, who would be best suited and who would be worst suited for a robot butler? Terrajux. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I think we can all agree that Mecha Falrock is obviously the best robot butler. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, yeah. oh shit, I don't know when this is airing. Can we say Mecha Falrock or are we trying to keep Mecha Falrock? <laughs> oh, the time no. that he like jumps into the... The, the time that he became board. a robot. Yes, Desmond, we were all there. Oh, man. <laughs> you mean Iron and, like, Rock? Consciousness got absorbed into the tree and like... <laughs> He was the tree for a little bit. No, oh, we shouldn't talk about that. That was the deleted guard. episode. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. No, we're talking about Iron Rock. You know, where uh, the gauntlets just became the full suit of armor. But yeah, yeah it's besides the point. Oh, and Leyland had you on and like he was punching shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Uh, and got Soul is the arc reactor, remember? That's right. Yeah. We've, we've strayed a little bit from the question here, friends. <laughs> um, I think Farrakh would make the best robot as a disclaimer, none of that stuff actually like... happened and is not part of the Alchemist Club as of yet at this time. Oh, come on. <laughs> Good save, Joe. <laughs> Hashtag spoiler warning. <laughs> um, Leyland would make a pretty good butler, I think, because you'd be like, oh, butler, I need... And then, like, he would emerge out of the shadows with your tea, like, preemptively uh, ready. Yeah. Like, he, he's that kind of butler where he's, like, there, completely invisible until you need him. Yeah. Uh, Leyland, what were you? You're, you're still pretty quiet, Leyland. So I don't. I didn't really catch what you were saying there. I, I was said I would just be there, but you never see me. So as soon as when, like the start to ask for something, yes. Right. Exactly. Right. I, like that's the quality you want in a good butler. I feel would like Leyland also a has or a nanny. Mm, Falrock no, would right. be a better Robo mecha nanny. nanny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Leyland I also has the correct level of snarkiness for a butler. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, he's he's got Alfred energy. Desmond <laughs> would be the worst robot butler because he would instantly soak himself in water and explode. explode. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Uh, yeah, I think Desmond would be the worst only because of that reason. Otherwise, I would have probably voted Tarja. Yeah, but I I am a butler that does not immediately self destruct. No, also, it usually yeah, it takes 10 to 15 minutes. You don't take commands very well. Yeah, well... Would, would Ched just turn into be a bear butler? Because bear butler would be best butler. Well, okay. Ched, yeah. Ched is the deluxe model that can change shapes as <laughs> necessary. A transformer. Mm, yeah. yeah. Also, he can he can create many butlers. Oh, no, butler Tron. Four bear butlers. <laughs> so he'd be like the head butler. Right. Mm -hmm. he, he would be the... The lead of buttling. <laughs> the head, yeah, exactly. But I'm not sure that would make him the best butler. No. That would make him the best head butler, but... Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. fair. No, I still think Leyland <laughs> is the best, and then Desmond would be worst. Yep. Now I kind of want a, um, like, an arc where we have to infiltrate a, like, gala or something, and no. we, like, dress Leyland nope. up in, like, a tux. <laughs> No. I, so, I so very much want an espionage arc. I know. We're terrible at espionage. No. I know. I have, I love I have three this words for you. Idea. The Arclay incident. Also, you're a fucking bird. <laughs> What's a, I don't know what the Arclay incident Remember the town, Arclay the diving town of Arclay where you tried to do oh, espionage? Yeah. And ended with you having to summon bears to escape an angry mob in the center of town. Yeah. Wherein things went wrong. 
and then proceeded yeah. to go wrong. <laughs> We're all alive, and then you go wrong. wrong. Yeah, but it was fun, right? Also, that was the start of our problem with breaching and entering rooms. So, like, it has continued to be a problem since the Arclay incident. We really got to work on our entrance. No, I guess before that, we always fought in open spaces. You're right. Yeah. Well, there was the... I guess, like, even our very first adventure, um, the room with the cultists that, like, clubbed me to death instantly... Uh-huh. <laughs> like even that yeah. was a yeah. a failed entry, I would say. A dark harbinger of times to come. <laughs> yeah. It, it did sort of set the scene. Uh but yeah, that's best and worst robot butler. Yeah. And that is that is our most recent fan letter. You can find us on Podbean Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play, or your podcast conglomeration software of choice. I, I was poking at this last week. Apparently, a lot of the like apps that you can get pull from one of those various sources. Yes. Um, our Twitter handle is at alchemist underscore club. Uh, joining me today for this adventure, we had... Uh, Daniel playing Ched Fleek, who is uh, overjoyed to be back at the cloud top. KL playing Iron Spike Desmond. <laughs> I'm Zach, and I play Thalrock the Forge Master. I'm Matt, and I play Lail, and really hoping to have some lightning crossbow bolt. I'm Waffle, and I play Tarjax, who is overjoyed to be at Cloudtop for the first time! Oh my god! Thanks for joining us. <laughs>